Remember the movie Forrest Gump with Tom Hanks? At one point in the movie, Forrest is feeling rejected by the people he loves, and he gets the urge to just start running. So he walks out the door, jogs across the yard, and doesn't stop. In fact, he gets all the way across the United States to the ocean. He stops, turns around, and starts running back. His running gains national attention, and he appears on the news, and people start asking, Why are you running? World peace? Women's rights? He answers, I'm just running. He sparks a huge national following. People start running with Forrest. Well, finally, his running takes him to the middle of the desert. And he stops and the joggers with him hush each other. He's going to say something. Forrest says, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to go home now. Well, one of the people in the crowd yells, well, what are we supposed to do now? Do you ever feel like you're running, busy about many things in the rat race, but heading nowhere, without a purpose. Where are we running to, or what are we running from? On the Feast of the Ascension, we are reminded where we are running. St. Paul says, run so as to win. What is the crown we are hoping to win? The crown of eternal glory. Our goal is heaven. And the liturgy today we pray where he has gone, we hope to follow. Jesus ascended to heaven, and this is our goal, eternal life. So we can ask ourselves this basic question. Is what I'm thinking, saying, or doing getting me closer to heaven, or is it leading me away from heaven? The Feast of the Ascension not only reminds us of our goal, but it's on this feast that we receive our mission Jesus tells us, go into the whole world to proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Our mission is to go and make disciples, not only to get to heaven ourselves, but to take as many people with us as possible. Charles Garfield is a professional speaker. He began his career with NASA and then went on to get his Ph.D. in psychology. And he began studying people who had reached peak performance, top performers. And in his research, he discovered that all top performers had one thing in common, a sense of mission. They knew where they were running. I'm convinced a lot of people today never really stop to ponder the ultimate questions of life. Why am I here? What is my purpose? What's going to happen when I die? Why am I running around? Remember the old Baltimore Catechism? It posed the question, why did God make me? In other words, what is my purpose? And remember the response, God made me to love and serve him in this life and to be happy with him in the next. We need to rediscover our mission. Think about if we set out each day to truly love and serve God and advance our way to heaven and to bring as many people with us as possible. It's by virtue of our baptism that we're all called to be evangelists, to make disciples. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has issued a pastoral letter on evangelization, and they say there are two modes of evangelization, first inward and then outward. So first, inward. We must first receive the good news ourselves. We must be converted. We must come to know in our own hearts God's personal love for us. 
Hopefully, we can say with St. Paul, I live now by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look, we can't share what we don't have. If I'm going to share my love for Jesus or friendship with Jesus, then I actually have to have a friendship with Jesus. If I'm going to bring people to Jesus in the Eucharist, well, (laughs) I have to be going to Mass myself. So the first step of evangelization is inward. We need to spend time in meditation, daily friendship with Jesus, reflecting on the Gospels, living a sacramental life ourselves. And then we go outward. Archbishop Nauman has said it's not enough to keep the faith. We're called to share the faith. Well, where do we begin in going out? Father John Ricardo, a popular evangelist, says, start where you are. Mother Teresa called it her five-foot radius. In other words, start with the person right in front of you. Give your time and attention to the people God puts in your life. For most of us, that means starting with our family. Imagine if parents took seriously their call to educate their children in the faith, praying with them, reading Bible stories with them, living the liturgical year at home. Our families would really be evangelized. And then we're called to be authentic witnesses in the world. In fact, the vision of the Second Vatican Council was that the lay people are to transform the temporal world. This is countercultural. Our culture says to privatize our faith. Well, that's fine. You pray at home or in the walls of your church. But don't bring your faith to the public square, which is contrary to Jesus who says, be a light to the world. Don't hide your faith, faith under a bushel basket. You know what attracted people to Christianity in the ancient world? Christians had a sense of peace, joy, hope in the midst of the world, and that's attractive. Pope Francis has been calling us to live and witness to the joy of the gospel. What's the joy of the gospel? It's that Jesus is alive. He's risen, and he wants to share his divine life with us. He wants to give us the gift of eternal life. There's no reason we should be moping around as Christians. We should witness to joy. One of the apostles of the interior life told me once, the only gospel some people will ever read is the way you live your life. See, our lives are meant to be a living gospel, a witness to the resurrection. Now, when some people hear of evangelization, they start thinking, well, I got to have all the answers and I got to go out preaching to people. Look, evangelization really begins with listening and asking questions. Think about how Jesus did this. He didn't come to the apostles and say, hey, do you guys know who I am? I'm the divine son of God. I'm the Messiah. No, he began by asking a question. Who do you say that I am? Think of the two uh, disciples on the road to Emmaus as Jesus drew near to them. Again, how did he begin evangelizing? He asked a question. What are you discussing as you walk along? This is how we evangelize. We begin with questions, taking an interest in people's lives, and then hopefully, in turn, they might ask you a question. And then St. Peter says in 1 Peter, be prepared to give an explanation for your hope. Be ready to share how meaningful your Catholic faith is to you, and then invite them to come and see. Come and meet the person who's changed my life. Come and meet the person who's the cause of my peace, my joy, my hope.